All right, what's up, guys? We're the Bearded Dragons. It's uh, Season 7, Episode 2. I'm Zach. Trump. Jordan. And Blake, back again. Yee. All right, uh, we're just going to jump right into it this time. Uh, it starts out storming in Dragonstone, and we have Daenerys trying to strong-arm Varys, and then Mel comes in at the end. It's just kind of the rundown of the scene. If you want to talk, we can talk about it now. All right, so I have I have strong feelings about this scene because uh, it, it was good to lead off with Danny because that's where the last episode um, left off, and obviously you wonder what their next plan of action is. Uh, the scene overall, I thought, was good, capturing the fact that all of the sides are together. Uh, you know, Lady Elena is there from the Martells. Um, you know, Dorne is represented. They they essentially, they gathered all the parties. Uh, what I didn't care for in the scene was the dialogue between Danny and Varys because it was very, so those two characters, yes. So those two characters had not interacted. And I understand that uh, Danny needs to make a connection with all of her advisors However, that connection was very, um, it, was, it wasn't productive, right? As uh, Blake was saying, and as I said during the episode watching with all you guys, it, it seems like a, she's just trying to show how big her dick is. It was a virus. power play. It was like. It, that, that's all it was. And, yeah. and it, didn't, it didn't add anything. It was, it was just to set up the relationship between the two. Um, but yeah, those were my thoughts. I thought that bit was unnecessary, but overall, I like the scene uh, introducing all of the parties and getting the dialogue between Danny's side together. Yeah, I agree with most of that, or all he, of that, actually. It really seemed like it was just Danny going, hey, here's a friendly reminder that I can fucking kill you whenever I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the thing was uh, that he said he mentioned something about Viserys, and did he he lie about it? Um, something he knew. I, I don't know. It's I, I haven't thought back on that scene much, but I've I've seen a bunch of people complaining about it, thinking that Varys lied to her. I didn't catch I that know. if that was so. Yeah, I didn't look too much into that. Yeah, but, no, it was it was. I, I like I like what uh, Barry said to Danny as far as you know his position on how he serves the realm and yeah. how he took his stance against her because it's very much uh, indicative of his motivations and who he will serve, uh, which I think solidifies his loyalty. Granted, with the pacing of the show and how how fast these episodes are going by, it would be yeah. it's highly unlikely he's going to betray her. So. I think nobody thought Vars is going to betray Danny. So no, and I do like uh, nobody I know was... except Danny thought Viserys yeah. would betray Danny. Yeah. Well, I think a couple of seasons ago, I remember Varys talking uh, to Ned uh, and said, mentioned, you know, he was like, "Well, who do you serve?" And he, you know, Littlefinger was with the Lannisters and all this, and uh, he said, "I serve the realm." Or there was Tyrion he was talking to uh, for the good of the realm. And then he yeah. brought, you know, brought that back up again, you know, the, and yeah, I think um, that's all he's shown. Like that's, he's been consistent with that. I get, you that's know, true. throughout that's the true. show. So 
Yeah, I, I, I think there's no need to worry him betraying Danny. Yeah, I think at the beginning yeah. they did a good job portraying like Littlefinger and Varys as like the two like mysterious players, but I think now we kind of know where both sides stand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, anything else on that one from anybody? I think. Nope. All right, the, the next scene was John giving the letter from Tyrion, asking him to come to Best Cup, asking him to come to uh, <laughs> to Dragonstone and bend the knee. Did it? Yeah, the note did say bend the knee, didn't it? I don't know if the note said bend the knee. But she it was, said, it was when, portraying when she that. told him to send the letter, yeah, when she told him to send the letter, she said and bend the knee. Like, that was like kind of a last thing she put in, like a little remark at the end. But yeah, uh, in the letter, I didn't hear yeah, no. Uh, Tyrion But it's it's implied. So Tyrion isn't gonna like outright put that in that letter. Cause if he did, Jon Snow's not gonna go. Probably like, probably at all. I don't well, know, he he might. Yeah, so uh the the letter, you know, it's it's definitely a good thing it was written by Tyrion because Yeah. Uh again, Danny. She She's coming off extremely strong, and it's 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 very good that she has advisors that will bring her against that. Um, minus Lady Olena, which I'll talk about later. I have some thoughts about that. Uh, but yeah, the, the the letter, you know, I think it was written well by Tyrion and John. Obviously, he's hesitant for a good reason, but uh, as we see later in the episode, it kind of you know, even though he's hesitant about the letter, it's it's not even going to matter. Whenever he sees, you know, that they have to go to Dragonstone, like there's no, there's no debating it. It's a good thing that Daenerys has so many tactful people around her who know how to play the game, because she is like about as subtle as a bag of rocks. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, one thing, I guess, I may be kind of getting ahead of myself a little bit. Um, so John, you know, he decides he's going to go. Um, there, there's a thing, you know, Bran's headed back uh, to Winterfell. Um, Arya now, well, I won't. That, that has no consequence here. But um, so Bran's headed back to Winterfell. John's going to be leaving. So Sansa's in charge. What happens if Bran returns? You know, he gets back. What? I mean, what it, technically, he would, uh, like even over John. As far as yeah. you know, the Stark hierarchy goes, Stark, he would. If a Stark male yeah, shows up, in theory, he should be bumped up. But will, will uh, they do that? He, he just turns that down. Well, though. Okay, uh, so there's there's a bit of an issue here because and Sansa's this... also. I like to put this in real quick. Sansa's also the Lady of the Dreadfort, and people haven't mentioned that yet. Yeah, uh, I don't think we've taken yeah. account. I wonder what she's going to do with that. A bit of an issue here is that the Stark hierarchy has kind of been thrown out the window with Jon Snow declaring himself King of the North, because technically, like, he has no relation, like, only half relation to the rest of the Starks. So, it's... Like, so, would, yes, it, would, uh, would it be a similar situation to how the Lannisters have you know our kings the lannisters or the kings of the realm however the lannister family still has its own it has casterly rocks so john would be the king in the north and then bran would be the lord of winterfell yeah. He, yeah something more like that 
but also um, John himself appointed uh, Sansa to rule in his stead while he's gone. So, yes, Bran is a Stark. He has no technical relation to the king, except by half-blood. He might be the mm -hmm. oldest Stark, but it's not a matter of Stark hierarchy. It's a matter of the king has appointed someone yeah. specifically. King's decree yeah. will go over. Yeah. 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 All right. That's a fair point. I didn't, I didn't even think about, you know. Unless Leona Mormont stands up and starts swinging her dick around <laughs> and says, bring us the king of the north. And oh, good lord. Yeah. Lord. She, she did a little bit of that in that scene, which I was not a fan of Sophie Turner this season. She's, she's getting a little too uppity. But it, d as yeah. soon as but she was declared to look after Winterfell, do you see how, like, she perked yeah. up right away and she was just completely compliant after that. It's like, yeah. you can't go, you can't do this, you can't, can't, can't. And then it's like, well, I'm going to leave you in charge. She's like, well, I guess, you know, you can. You can go if you want to. <laughs> I'm worried about Littlefinger yeah. being there with her. Yeah, yes, I liked, absolutely. I liked how perked up Littlefinger got. Yeah, I think Littlefinger <laughs> was more excited I than she it. was. I could yeah. feel him throbbing through <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, good scene, though. Good scene. Yeah, I like it was it. good, yeah. And then the next one was Cersei's meeting with the the men of the Reach. The I don't the like the, the Tarleys. I don't. Well, I know this is like later on, but I don't like the Tarleys uh, siding with the Lannisters. I didn't at first until Jamie kind of had the little conversation with them. I think that was nice because Jamie and Randall Tarley are both very. I got up for food at this part, so yeah. I have like no input. <laughs> I came back and I was just like, I'm confused. Who is this bald man? <laughs> so, so it, I think it'll be interesting to see how Randall Tarley handles this situation because I think, again, for the sake of the show, Randall will be an ally to the Lannisters because yeah. they have none. They have Euron and then their own army, and that's it, right? So they have to have someone. But you have to think of how conflicted Randall would be because. He knows that his son is housing a wildling, um, or is with a wildling, and obviously he has a duty to his realm to protect against wildlings because that's what the entire realm has done for thousands of years, and he'll want to do that. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think that might become a bigger plot point later on down the road. I don't think he's going to be just some toss away uh, mini boss, if you will for you know the good guys to fight i think he's gonna play a probably maybe a bigger role than just that yeah i think it's gonna get a little more complex um randall tarley even you know he was making it no you know obviously we we got that he's just simply stated you know he had made vows to uh the tyrells but you know he's also made vows to the crown as they said there so yeah. if you're there's there's been so many times throughout the series though that we've seen people in this situation like you know jamie when he killed the mad king he swore vows to the king and to the and you know what does he do to the people as a knight he had his vows as the king's guard he has his vows you, you can't yeah turn left or right without breaking one here or there it's i just want i think say regardless of the way he goes yep. with randall i don't see him stabbing someone in the back it's going to be like hey i'm not with you anymore you can go fuck yourself 
I don't see him going to the siege of King's Landing and then stabbing Olenna in the back. I don't think he'll do that. He's not that type of person. He'll just leave and no. he'll be the general for Jamie and Cersei. Well, for Cersei. I just want to say that with as real as shit's getting now, it almost feels like the King Landing King's Landing scenes are like filler. Like, it, it feels like every scene with Cersei so far, I've just been like, Come on, let's speed it up. Let's get back to like Jon Snow and Danny and like all that stuff. Yeah. With the Agreed. exception of the scene later in this episode with the uh, Ballast Day. <laughs> my my thought on my thought on the King's Landing scene so far is that what Danny has been doing for the past seven seasons, building all of her forces, you know, getting allies from, you know, this side of the world, this side of the world, collecting all of her forces and bringing it to King's Landing. Cersei is like, oh shit, I have to get somebody. Yeah. Cause that's what most of her scenes have been about. You know, just like regrouping, realizing you're in a terrible situation and you got to get it together. So, cause yeah, if you look at all of her scenes so right now, yeah, you're, you're those scenes feel like watching somebody who didn't realize they were in a chess game yeah, yeah. Well, like, a... it's it's like walking up to a game of chess and it's like one person hasn't moved a single piece and like oh this is happening uh fuck she's like she's never also been in the situation her family has never been in the situation like it's oh yeah she's totally you know, not so like a, a real leader of any like yeah, and I mean, she's she, you know, bringing in Euron. Obviously, that's a smart move uh, if he's loyal. But yeah. um, th later on in this episode, in this uh, particular episode, we can come back to just some things that happened that may like turn the tide a little bit for them. But um, that's you know hit or miss too. I, I don't know how that's going to go. But yeah. I'll I'll bring that up later on. So. Yeah, we have a lot to speculate on. Like at the end. There's a lot of... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. S scale of 1 to 10, how much eyeliner is your on wearing? Uh, <laughs> a lot. Just put, uh, it, God, just put his own patch boy. on. <laughs> Fallout Boy, we're talking yeah. some Pete Wentz level. Pete Wentz. Like a... yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on there. Yes. He swapped his uh, Valerian steel armor for a designer jacket. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. he has two, he has two fully functional... Uh, just in good condition eyes as well. I well, I don't think I, his eyes were messed up in the book. I think it was just one of those things where like, a pirate, like, uh, like, so, like, he had one, like, so he put his eye patch over on one side, and at night he would swap it over, so that eye's been accustomed to the dark all the time. Yeah. So he could, so he could yeah. fight at night. Like, he... Yeah. Um, I just want to say, uh, if someone gave me that vest that Euron was wearing, I would fucking wear that around. Oh, I would too, yeah. I don't give a shit. It looks badass. It's just funny that... I would be like, yeah, this is like the new Yeezy. <laughs> like, God damn it. 200k limited edition. Nice. Get, get on my swag level. What was the uh, next scene? The ballista and the dragon. I don't see the... Uh, we know... I mean, we know canon, like in canon, a dragon's been killed by a ballista before. What an awful waste of a perfectly good dragon skull. No, not only a perfectly good dragon skull, the dragon Blurry skull. on the Dread. The dragon skull, Blurry on the Dread. Like, that yeah. That makes me mad. Like, I got... Blurry on dragon physically was, was pretty off. small, too, compared to what like, it I probably get should the, be. Yeah. I get that, what... Shit, what's his name? Quirion? 
Kyber. Kyber. Quirion. Quirion is is an elf tribe in Magic the Gathering. Sorry. Kyburn. Kyburn was kind of swinging his dick around there, like, hey, yeah, you see that? They were fucking killing. He, he gave. He was. He was playing coach in that position and gave gave Cersei a good morale boost, a little bit yeah, of motivation. Did, yeah. So, yeah. I th- I think that scene does a very good point uh, of building the dread of what's to come for Danny and their forces whenever they eventually attack King's Landing because is mm-hmm. you know, as we see later on in this episode, they're more than likely going to get their hand forced and they're not going to be able to play this politically. They're going to have to you know. They're gonna have to. Yeah, it's gonna maybe come to don't sack King's Landing, but they're gonna have to. They're yeah. gonna have to fight. So, I think um, it does a good a good uh, job of building the dread. And as much as we hated, you know, wasting Valyrian's skull with just a, you know, a giant bolt through it, I think it, you know, it really sold home the point that dragons aren't invincible. We've seen it, you know, once in the Colosseum, uh, in season six, season five season five and now it's just now they have something yeah. that's way more effective than that we, we know the dornishman killed Maraxes, like Rhaenys, Rhaenys rub Maraxes in Aegon's conquest we know that they tried to conquest dorn for the second time that Maraxes was shot with a ballista and killed so mm-hmm. like it's yeah i do agree though this the, isn't something the, that's unprecedented like it can't happen yeah yeah i agree though with the uh you know it, it builds the fear of you know what's yeah. what's gonna come because um that was like my first thought i was like Will one of the dragons die before you know, before winter comes and winter actually arrives before the White Walkers get there? Will they be you know full, full power there? Will they have all three dragons still? And they need them. They need every bit of everything they can get, and we know that. But will one of the dragons die, you know, before that? Or I more? Think so. I know uh, I forgot his name, but Kyburn is actually like one of my favorite characters right now. Of course, he's been, he's been good of so far. He, he, is. Yeah. he creates he creates good story points. You know, he yeah. he brought the mountain back to life. He introduced the the ballista. He took over as the master of whispers. So he's like he does push the, uh, things wildfire. What's funny? The wildfire. Is that he's real we're smart. St- we're starting to get like hints of Sam turning into Cavern. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's called. That's he's gone, true. This is true. He's doing pretty much the same thing Cavern was doing. Maybe not to the extent of like bringing someone back from the dead, but still, he's doing something that's forbidden in the Citadel. I, I feel like that's a bit of a stretch. Kyburn was doing like literal forbidden shit, like sneaking into the restricted area of books is a little bit less forbidden than like actually. Well, yeah. <laughs> the scene that we see in a minute is actually a forbidden practice. So Sam yeah. is he does kind of go there. It's not as bad, but it's still like it's a nod towards Sam. I I don't know. Like cutting off some skin versus literal necromancy like there's <laughs> still We'll all get ready for that soup scene in a second, yeah. don't worry. Yeah, I was yeah. like <laughs> Oh, it was so good. I loved every <laughs> second. Yeah, that. that was great. Uh the Danny the next one's Danny's council with uh Illyria and uh, Elena show up and Elena gives her little be the dragon speech which is mm. cool yeah so I, w- I wanted to talk about this because as we see in the preview for episode three the unsullied are 
you know, they're finally on the move. They're attacking something. We don't know exactly what yet. Um, they are attacking. Well, oh wait, right. It's not. It's not confirmed. We can speculate about like what exactly they're attacking. I, but I know that they're heading towards. Um, well, the uh, Tyrion Rock. Yeah, Tyrion says in this meeting that they're going. They're they're going to take Casterly Rock. So so with that being said, I think with later on in the episode, uh, the Dornish fleet gets caught. You know, and absolutely massacred. After that. Uh, that's going to pr- provoke Danny to take Olena's advice to be the dragon and make a power move. And I think it's good. I believe it's going to have negative consequences. I don't think this is going to work out like she wants it to. And I think that, that Cersei and Jamie, you know, in their limited wisdom, they're going to see right through these provoked counterattacks because that's i mean realistically that's what they want they want to they want euron to attack however they can and start disruptions so any laid out plan that danny and her counselors will have will fall apart and she'll make a rash move so i think that's what this is and lady olena telling her to be the dragon is not helping the case yeah also i you know every every one of us like and if if you say you don't you're lying you know, likes Tyrion by her side and giving her advice because he he knows how to play the game. He knows how to run the kingdom. Yes. And so, I'm I'm worried about that as well because Danny, you know, I, I don't know. I'm worried about it just because of I feel like looking up to Olena is something that every every you know one of the women there uh, do or can do just because of her age and wisdom and all that. Um, but you know, she said the men of Westeros are sheep. Don't be a sheep. Be a dragon. Whatever. But, uh, you know, that's how she survived it long and, and everything. Well, yeah, maybe she did, but, what you know, where's her family? Look what they got themselves into. So maybe she's not the best, you know, source of, uh, you know, someone to follow, you know, what they've done, how they've been, because they're, go- you know, they're gone. <laughs> so I don't know. The whole Lady Elena thing kind of felt like, it felt like a yes man scene, you know? Where she was like, yeah, you do you, girl. Like, don't listen to these guys. Well, to some degree, I, <laughs> I, I get it because look what Cersei's done to her family. She doesn't want Danny yeah. going in there and trying to play oh. games with her. Like, she wants her to go get rid of it. And get well, I've never seen Olena as a yes man because she tells people exactly what the fuck is up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I don't. But she wants revenge, number one, I think. She don't really care. She don't give two fucks who it is, how it is. I, I but think this is our best choice. Strategically, I'm a little upset that the Dornishman didn't just go and march to King's Landing. <laughs> but, I mean, for the sake of the show, it, it's cool having, you're letting your own attack. And, so you know. with the, the Lady Olena thing, it feels like feels like she wants revenge so bad that she's, like, setting herself up as a yes man to get Danny to do what she wants. Yeah, yeah. I'll agree with that. Right, so um, she's forsaking you know rational thought yeah for for the purposes of revenge i i agree with that because she's she's in a bad place she's in a real bad place um and yeah that's she's compromised and if danny listens to her because she's saying exactly what danny would want to hear that's gonna compromise danny and that's gonna compromise everything else also zach on the whole dornishman taking the land route uh, 
I stopped and thought about it, and taking boats is actually, like, way fucking faster. Oh, no. Like, I, I'm not sure about the exact distance on that, but, like, if you have the boats, like, marching would shave, like, a hypothetical week off of that trip. That's a lot less supplies and stuff like that. Um, so, so my question with, you know, the taking the land route thing is, they, Danny and gang are aware that Euron is with Cersei at this point, right? Probably. No. Surely they are. Do they know that the Iron Throne has the Iron Fleet? If they did, then that was a really bad move. I thought that was. Exactly. I don't, I don't yeah, think no, they. I don't, I don't think, think they, they knew. Yeah. Okay, because that, that was my question. Cause, yeah. Because if they do, then what? Why on earth would you risk your fleet? Based on um, God, what's Theon's sister's name? I'm awful with names in this show. Yara. Yara. Based on Yara's reaction to seeing Euron's fleet, like that actual like oh shit moment, mm. they did not realize uh, that those two had paired. Up. Jordan, have you read the Forsaken chapter for Euron? About the one, the newer one from the Winds of Winter. I'm really hoping that Yara kind of turns into Aaron Dampere there and gets the uh, some of the dialogue from Euron. That would be really cool. Not for Doctor. her, not for her, yeah. but for us, right. it would be really cool because yeah. she's fucked if that happens. But I was so scared that. Oh wait, we're not on that scene yet. Yeah. Um, the next one is Gray Worm and Missandei. Why do we even talk about well, it? Well, at least we went one episode with those yeah. things. Yep. Said it while we were watching it. Like, <laughs> good on you. You managed to go right. one. Hell yeah. And then the yeah. next one is Samwell with the Archmaester. Um, you know, the Archmaester's talking about he, how he wants to be remembered. He's writing a book. And then good old they're, talk, they're talking about, Sugworth. and he brings up the um, curing the grayscale about, I forgot the Maester's name. And then. He says it's a forbidden practice, and then fucking Sam goes in there and starts doing. Is Sam gonna fucking cure Grayscale? <laughs> you know, it's just that easy. You, you know, yeah. like couple like, a couple herbs, pestle like, mortar, make like, a little paste. Yeah, he like he just read, cut it off. He read a book. He read a book one time, and then he just here we go. It's just um, convenient for a show. Like slip it up it's kind of like the, when he found. Yeah. You know, he just happened to go to the restriction uh, restricted section and grab the one book and flip to the page. Yeah. You just well, happened. Yeah, you know, is, out of everything. Anything we're going to see dragons. with Sam, because he's such a smaller character, is going to be streamlined and it's yeah. really fast, just yeah. just for logistics of the show. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, like like we were talking about after the episode, why did only one dude try cutting grayscale off? Uh, so, two things. Why did only one dude try that? And Zach mentioned that, like, you do that and you contract it. Well, if that one dude cures like twenty people a grayscale, and then you get like the next dude down the line to cure that guy and twenty more people, like eventually yeah, you're gonna you're gonna hit a point where I don't know that many people want to make that sacrifice. Just, that's what I'm gonna say. Also, how many are capable of performance surgery? Like, the guy that, that figured out how to do it only heals two people, and then he died of grayscale. Zach fucking Sam read a book and he could do it. Boom. Yeah, I, I know. Well, he has been training like with the maesters. So, you know, it's not like there's lots of maesters, right? How many common folk are going to be able to yeah. perform like a surgery? Yeah. Is what and I, I think it. this is just going to be and like, then, I don't think they thought about it much. Like, 
mixing Sam or mixing Jorah with John Connington because if they're just going to cure the grayscale now, what was the point? You know, and and that is, I I feel that that is the problem with how they're streamlining Sam's. I don't like talking about the book much, but I think Jordan Jordan might agree. I think there's going to be an outbreak of grayscale in Westeros. You mean during the show? During the, during in the book? book, in the book, but in the show, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, because you know, John Con comes across. Yeah, with yeah. I mean, it is possible. It is possible. But, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't see John Connington as being like he. He's reclaimed. Like once he satisfies his motivations and has reclaimed his keep, you know, he but wants if he to help. It to one person, then he could just you know. Yeah. Possibility. The yeah. the other issue that I had with the grayscale thing is this is like an actual disease that causes mental deterioration. Cutting off the surface symptoms, like the physical symptoms, that's not going to stop the mental deterioration. Yeah, well, a lot of people think that it has, that Grayscale has like a magical feature to it. I don't, oh. I, I, I forget, and then I think that's where the dragon glass comes in, is that the dragon glass, because we know that the dragon glass created the White Walkers. Yeah, but, I mean, there's, the, it's, it's tough to speculate. It like, has compa- magical properties, possibly, I don't know. It's hard to compare a fictitious disease in the land of Westeros to an actual disease in the real world without suspending your complete disbelief that magic might also be real. Because yeah, nothing's more yeah. bullshit than magic dragon aids. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. But uh, I, I didn't. I didn't care too much for the scene just because of what they're doing with Sam's storyline. But again, what are you gonna do? Story pacing feels very off mm-hmm. these first two episodes. It is. Yeah. I just really feel like maybe they didn't want... Um, I don't think they thought it through. Maybe they just decided just, we're just going to cure Jor and get this over with. You know, maybe they didn't think it through all the way three seasons ago when they combined Jorah and John Con. I, I agree. I didn't see a point of doing. They could've, He could have met Tyrion and got Tyrion to... Khaleesi without going to Valyria. I'm getting crazy. I'm not going to talk about that much. I don't like it. Um, anything else on Samuel? Nope. His hair looks real nice now. Oh, God, stop. Yeah. Arya and Hot... All right, we're going to mix these two scenes. Arya and Hot Pie, and then Arya and Namiria. Oh, yeah, real quick. That transition was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. I yeah, agree. Um, yeah, I was like, we were all just like cringing, like, uh, and then eat, just eating food. Like, oh, that's great. I was like, wow, yeah, that's, that's some real thick pus. He's like really getting in. Oh, it's, it's just a pot pie. <laughs> it's a hot pie. What did, what, did you, what did you think of them bringing back hot pie? I was happy. It was it was it was, it was a nice little. He's he's look he's he's yeah. in good he's in good like hands there. He's he's well fed. We saw, so yep, he's he's, he's doing all right, and that makes us feel good. You gotta love he's the doing death flag yeah. that he threw up there, where he was like, "I'm a survivor like you." Like yep. now you're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, you've done it. You've sealed uh, it. Yeah. The yeah. next time we see smoked. that, the next time we see that, Ian Hot Pie is gonna be hanging from a rope. But yeah, yeah. I, I honestly I expect it. Yeah. Really do. yeah, you can't throw out lines 
like that in this universe. I'm glad that Russell was there to point out every death flag because there was another one. Uh, I don't remember what it was. I think it was later in the episode because I, I, I heard Hot Pie say that. And I was like, "That's a fucking death flag." And then there was another one yeah. later, and Russell leaned into him, and he was like, "That's that's that's it, a uh, death flag." It definitely seemed that way. And then we get on to uh, Arya and Nymeria together. I was so hot, and then I was so sad. Yeah. Was it actually Nymeria? She yeah. said, "That's not you, though. Like that's not yeah. what the dog she knew. I guess the wolf she knew. I mean, it had to be Nymeria, but it was not Nymeria. Nymeria. Yeah, it was not Nymeria. The, the question I have is, why introduce this? Like, what does it do? All it is is so we get hyped, like Trent. So we get hyped." Oh, damn. Nymeria's back. Her wolf's been gone this entire time. I remember when she ran away. She's back. But it's not going to, like... And she's huge. And she's huge. But honestly, <laughs> like, what does what does it add later on? Because if she... If Nymeria comes back to save Arya in some stupid way with it, like... <laughs> with just that introduction... It's, it's going to. <laughs> it's so dumb. Terrible. So, terrible. Well, I expect it. I expect it. And it's, so, gonna, it's like one of those things... Or go ahead. Uh, hypothetically speaking, if that wasn't Nymeria, if it actually wasn't based on the way Arya was acting, uh, Nymeria's been out there for, like, years and Mm -hmm. has probably had puppies and that could have been a Nymeria puppy. Well, we know, well, never mind. That's from the books. I don't want to talk about too much. But we know Nymeria has a pack of her own now and she's the leader. Oh, okay. That that was like like the most unnecessary filler yeah. fucking scene in the whole episode. It, it's it serves to get all of our hopes up, and then uh, that's, uh, that's and that's it, like what I at the so same at the same time, I hate to say it, but it's got a whole Chekhov's gun thing about it, where it's setting up for Namiria to do something, and I do hate that. Yeah. One thing, uh, before we get off this, but one thing we forgot to mention uh, with the scene with Hot Pie is Hot Pie told Arya yeah. about about yeah. Winterfell and about Jon being, being the king of the north. <laughs> Small detail that we can miss, yeah. but it definitely just leads yeah, to just some important just, implications is, later is it, is it really that important of a detail? I'm not sure. Uh, is she going to go to King's Landing by herself? Or is she... <laughs> Cersei, all them. I think not too big of a detail. Either way she goes, it's fine. I, I don't know about you guys, but I would have liked to see the version where she just fucking walks into King's Landing. Oh, yeah. Because nobody knows. Nobody knows. Dressed as Jamie. Then it would have been Arya versus then, then, Mountain. Then Jamie's dead. But oh, I think... God. Arya dressed as the Mountain. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> If she can, if she can pretend to be Walder Frey's height, I think she can pretend to be the mountain's height. Yeah, I mean, can you? She don't have his face though. Yeah, she, she would have. Would she would have to assassinate. She would have to assassinate the mountain. That's it's one it's of the easier ways. And to then, do it. then it like another ball. question: Can a faceless man take the face of an undead? Hmm. Oh man! Imagine if Clagan Bowl was just Arya dressed up as the Mountain fighting the Hound. <laughs> Don't ruin Clagan Bowl for me. Yep. I still have hopes. It's gonna happen. 
It's never going to happen. But we're, we All right, what do we got next? Um, the John's council, and he's going to Dragonstone. Santa's in Winterfell. He chokes Littlefinger and says, I'll fucking kill you. Mm. He had a uh, parallel to Ned, Dan. Remember when Ned yeah. choked him up? Yeah. And, and it I has Ned's him. statue in the crypt yeah. right beside him. So, I mean, I, I thought that was a well-done scene as far as, like, setting that up. Do you like that Ned isn't, isn't memorialized like every other northerner before him? Did anybody notice that? What do you mean? Like, they're supposed to be sitting down with the... With the blade across their lap, with the wolf statue next to him, and Ned That's was standing right. up. I wonder. I wonder if that was just like. Is that a book thing or a show? Because I, I, I. So. I don't know. I I think that was just like, the filmmakers being negligent, because the shot of Ned yeah. Stark standing like he did in the opening episode with the sword held like that is a lot more yeah, iconic and symbolic than what it's supposed to be. That was just something as a book reader. I was like, God damn it. I, don't, I just right. saw Boromir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boromir in the crypts of Winterfell. Yeah. I'm glad he's not uh, putting up with Littlefinger shit, though. I agree. Yeah, me too. But did, what did he just push Littlefinger to do with that? Uh, yeah. He's going to get all manipulated with Sansa. Yeah, absolutely. And now Littlefinger has more... I mean, you look at how he did Ned... Oh, someone didn't do something I wanted them to. Now I'm gonna have you killed. <laughs> yep, that's that sums it up. I just I want to be king. Let's bankrupt an entire country and start a civil war so that I can take the throne. <laughs> when uh, one of y'all, I think Zach, somebody mentioned it. Like they're so glad he didn't know about Liana and John. Oh yeah, you guys were freaking so, out because, like, thinking a, that he knew about Liana. Yeah, because like a season or two when they were in the crypts. Sansa came down to look at, or Sansa was in the crypts, and Littlefinger came down there with him. It was like right when he brought her to Ramsay, and he was talking about how Lyanna, about Lyanna and Rhaegar, and how they loved each other, and about the blue flowers. And I was like, no, don't do this. Not like the this. The only person he who knows know. about Lyanna is Bran. Yeah, and, and as much as we um, all hate Bran, and uh, uh, fucking the Cranningman, what's his name? Oh, Mira, um, uh, Helen Reed. Helen, Helen Reed, Reed yeah. knows. But uh, they're not going to introduce Helen a new character. Show, so, yeah. I don't think, yeah. Which is a show Brand's coming south, so he knows. Ned was the only one in that tower to know. Uh, fucking, and Ned's not going to tell anybody. Well, he, he didn't. Well, Ned told no one, yeah. except Hel- Helen Reed's the only one that knows anything about it at all. Right, but and West Ned, again, Helen Reed is... If they bring him in just to do that, I'm going to be pissed. But they won't. They, won't. <laughs> they can't. They yeah. can't. There's no way. They haven't mentioned him enough to... They didn't really even mention his name like when Bran had the visions. Like, they didn't even recognize yeah. him as Helen Reed. So yeah. I so, think he's kind of out. Good fault. good scene, but with uh, with John you know, provoking Littlefinger, I think that's you know, going to have some implications later on. But I don't... I personally don't think it's going to be super impactful. At least... Scratch that. I hope it's not super impactful because if it is, it's going to be real bad. I agree. And then, you know, he knows what John's about to do. He's about to be out on the road and what, you know, how far did he push Littlefinger? Right. So he obviously knows yeah. he's not going to get played. You by think Sean, uh, John so. going to Dragonstone's a good idea? I think it is. He has to. 
We have dragons and dragon glass. He's, I mean, and it's, it's easy for everyone else to say that's a bad idea to leave everyone in the north again, but like, those guys aren't convinced there's white walkers north of the wall. Like, they don't know what's True. there, and I don't think that's portrayed enough to where like, because when John first comes to Winterfell, like, like dude, you're a fucking madman. Right. That's, not, not that's literally his. Yeah, that's literally his number one goal. Because you just saw them house. doubt. You just Combine saw these guys. Glass and make you just weapons. saw the guys in the council doubting that dragons existed. So you know that they don't believe in the White Walkers either. They need to show them one one's corpse, and then it's like, okay, you see this giant? Yeah. That's not so unbelievable now, is it? Maybe a dragon is here. Maybe the White Walkers are here. Yeah. Um. Wasn't that one one's corpse at start of, or no? No, it wasn't. It was that just was just some, some giants, yeah. And I think that was just, I think that was just kind of a nod to the book readers, like is the horn of Jormund, because a lot of people think that's what the horn of Jormund's going to do is wake. Are you saying giants. all giants look the same, Blake? No, <laughs> is I that what you're saying? Say something as racist and insensitive as that. Hmm. <laughs> all right. Okay, so next scene was. That's the last one you're on. Ah, I'm so and what a scene I'm it so was. angry. I hate the Sand Snakes anyway. They didn't deserve so, it. They didn't deserve they it. Fought. They have no. They had no importance. Why did they recast? Whatsoever. Why did they recast that one? Tyene, the one that gets captured. Yeah, like either. I think her, I think her name's Tyene. It's yeah, it's something like that. Same way I, they I did. Dark. It was actually like. Yeah. Uh, like her hair just grew out that much and I'm an idiot or if that was like an actual recast. I have no idea. I'm just if it was, it. then they have a trend of just taking uh, handsome slash beautiful side characters and recasting them. What with her, with Dario. Dario. Yeah. Well, I think... I agree. I think second Dario was much more the handsome mountain. than first Dario. <laughs> I oh, agree. Yeah, the mountain. The yeah, the mountain. Yeah. That one was a little... There's been like three or four mountains. They've re they recast him like season one, two, three, and four. Yep. Yeah. Well, you just gotta keep getting bigger and bigger. Uh huh. There's not much bigger than that. He's like a he's like a <laughs> dragon. The mountain never stops growing. What uh what was it that I said at the start of the episode yeah. when I saw Obara? Oh uh oh crap what what was it? Oh, Oberyn died. Let's avenge Oberyn by killing Oberyn's family. Yep, that's uh, good logic there. Yeah, about unbent, yeah. unbroken. Dorian was a little fucky in the show. Like they wanted, like I just didn't like how Illyria influenced the entire Dornish population to turn against Doran because so, Oberyn died. It was very, I, I don't know. The logic behind it wasn't that great. Yeah, unless. Which he is why, like an awful leader, right? Which is more than likely so, why they were on a boat and not marching into King's Landing and got attacked by Euron, and now they're all going to die. We're never going to hear from them again. Yeah. They're going to get tortured for the next little, like... They're not going to kill Ilaria outright. They're going to torture her daughter in front of her, kill her slowly, and then... That's, that's how so it's going to go. It's, the daughter is the one that Brian really, really was, like, taken yeah. with oh man if Braun so, shows up yeah so i'm i'm wondering if that's gonna 
how that's gonna like if he's gonna if that's gonna be like he's gonna be around for that. I think Braun's like a really neutral guy, like the mountain, uh, like the Hound is, and I don't know if he's changed enough to actually. Do I don't think so. It. Yeah. If if Braun shows up and does that, I'll be so jazzed. Like I don't <laughs> no. care how I don't care how awful that is. I like Braun so too much for him to risk himself over nah. a sand snake. Braun, he's in it for the months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, months, we've seen this live. He, yes. he ain't about it. He won't like it. He, like he won't enjoy watching her. But get guys, tortured. Bad but... pussy. Stop. <laughs> well, um, all they did was boob us to death. They just boobed everyone to death in Dorn. That yeah, that's it. why she's. My, that's why the living one is my favorite. <laughs> like I'm upset about the others, but like. That's not fair, but I I, I do take a little. I liked it the one on the whip. Hit, you run with the whip, and he just grabbed it. I was like, you can't <laughs> bring a whip on a ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're not they're not good seaborne weapons. No, they're not the whips. Yeah, whip is not good. Spear is not good. No, range is bad on a spear. I saw someone <laughs> called Euron's axe the Kraxen. Oh my god, that's <laughs> awful. Oh my god. That's it. That's the name of, <laughs> so good. That's the, name of it, the cracks and that's that's perfect. Wow. Like Just it. like Euron's character, it's terrible. Okay. So Theon. I love Oh it. wait, can we can we address the like almost sex scene that was gonna happen between y'all oh, yeah. and Oprah? We were all like, please not this, please not. We were <laughs> yeah, like this, speak this for is yourself. Not I, was, like I, this. I was ready for that. I was like, yes. Of course you were. Please let this happen. I need I didn't know I needed this in my life. You are why it's these just, things it happen. Was unne- like, yeah, yeah, it was just unnecessary. Yeah. Hell. You're the reason Dorn sucks. <laughs> Stupid, sexy Dorn. You're the reason like, Dorn had to go. Like, hey, let's do a sex scene. We'll uh, get a couple hundred thousand more viewers next episode. I don't, I don't know. I, like, I'm not attracted to Yara. I'm not attracted to Obara. The moment that started happening, I was like, mm. we've, we've passed a point where we should have stopped, but let's keep going and see what happens. <laughs> Theon was having no part of it. He was just like, the, he was, he was getting was, the fuck out of there. Theon needs that to get some part can he have in it? Theon know. needs to get a lesson from Grey Worm. <laughs> <laughs> what if, oh, what if maybe, we had two of those going on? Maybe two Theon, unique sex scenes maybe, in one episode. Maybe Theon's log will float like 5,000 miles around the coast of Westeros <laughs> and he'll land in Casterly Rock with Grey Okay. Worm. Theon, Theon on his log. No. Okay, Maybe wait. Gendry will pick up Theon no. and take him to... <laughs> yes! Yep, there we this go. Is, this he... is the most unlikely of creatures is going to pick Theon up, <laughs> yes. floating out in the sea. I, I can't wait for Sam to show up and cure uh, Varys, Grey Worm, and Theon of not having peepees. Yeah, I mean, it's in yeah. the forbidden section. It's yeah, fine. It's, yeah, it's just in the forbidden you just, section. You just stab their taint restoring, with the dragon glass. You just do a, a reverse fire, pluck Vars's junk right back out of it from which yeah. it was burned, and just stick it back on there. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's right next to the section marked, yeah. this is where all the hidden dragon glass is and dragon stone. <laughs> yes. you, just, you just stitch it An back entire on mountain with, with and nobody... a dragon glass needle. I like it. I saw it. It was a couple. It was like a like a, a couple pictures uh, streamed together, and uh, it was a conversation between Sam and um, Stannis. You know, Stannis said, 
there's a mountain of dragon glass <laughs> and dragon stone. Yes. And Sam was like, okay. Okay. And then, like, then it shows Sam with a book. There's dragon glass and dragon stone. Stannis was the character that was secretly a giant mantis, correct? We're not talking about this on this episode. Let's not do this. But going back to Theon, I think I liked Theon. Because Theon, in the show, we don't know, we don't hear much about Euron. I meant to say that earlier. But Theon knows what Euron's done. Euron's like the most prolific pirate that's ever sailed the fucking seas in this generation. And he knows what Euron's done to his to his uncles. So he, I think Theon jumping overboard is unintentional. I mean, it is unintentionally beneficial to Danny's party. I agree. Yeah. And it, well, was he, he was going to die. He was going to get captured and tortured. He wasn't yeah. going to. Yeah. That's a fight he wasn't He'd been getting tortured by Ramsay for like five years. He's not. And he knows if he got captured again, Euron's worse than Ramsay. Yeah. First of all, he's going to get his tongue cut out. Theon stood like, there that's, and that's not just the That was really cool, was seeing like, people get their tongues cut out. I was like, yes. Oh, at yeah. least they're giving silence. a nod to silence. At least it's, yeah. Theon was standing there looking at Euron's bait, and he went, that's bait. No, you just threw the whole fishing rod at me. I'm going to exit stage left. Yeah, he did He did have cracks in up to Yara's throat. Yeah. Yeah. Yara was so betrayed, though. Yeah. So, she's not gonna survive this. But if she does, she's gonna kill Theon. <laughs> I would kill no, Theon. She, she, she's uh, she's she not surviving. Not yeah, that. I know. Everyone Which expected. I, her I, feel I, feel not vindicated. I feel vindicated. Yara's not making it alive. I feel vindicated from last episode because whenever we said our uh, our death calls, Yara, I, I, did. I didn't see it this way, but it's gonna happen. She's no, fucking no, done. She's yeah. done. Yeah, this is true. Who does first, Yara, uh, Tyene, or the Sand Snake, or Ilaria, Al- or what's the mother Sand Snake? What's Oberyn's wife? Obara, name? the daughter. Is it Obara? Tyene. Obara was dead. Obara was dead on the bow. I think. I, wasn't she? I was say no. They took. They took, they took. They took. Oh, is, yeah. it Illy- it's a, is it Illyria? It's a Illyria. Well, the oh. mother. Whatever. Yeah. 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 Oh, they took daughter one console. and two and put them on the bow. Daughter three is captured and Obara is captured. So. Obara. Yeah, so okay. Obara. I think I think daughter gets tortured and killed in front of mother. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's a inevitable. lot like um, Rickard Stark and Brandon so, Stark. So. Yeah. So here's here's what's the gonna mad happen. Queen. Yeah. I I'm calling it here. Yara has no real value, therefore she'll die first. Euron is taking Marcella, or taking, well, yeah, taking Marcella's killer, mm-hmm. Obara, and Obara's fucking daughter. Yeah, it's Alaria. It's, uh, no, it's, it's Alaria, yeah. Obara was one of the daughters yeah. that got killed. Thanks, Cannibal. And then uh, Euron's just going to be like, here, kill the woman who killed your daughter's daughter. Yeah. And you can kill her. It is it is a good gift for Cersei. Oh, it's a great gift it's for, a, for Cersei. It's yeah. a, a priceless gift, like she said. I'm happy though. Like I didn't, I don't really care much for the Sand Snakes, anyways. But I'm glad it wasn't what we thought. You know, with this, that she was going or Tyrion was possibly going to be the gift. So Tyrion would be the oh, ultimate wait. gift. But why would Tyrion leave Dragonstone? Like that is, and Euron's not going to take so, Dragonstone if he's like, he if he's with Danny. So you guys didn't realize that's why he was getting those two? 
No, no, no. No, we so, realize. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so one question I had about this scene is, we don't, I don't know, you know, we didn't see a lot of ships in this scene. You know, we saw maybe ten, twelve ships. So, I wonder what the like, what a big hit this is to Danny's forces. Like, how much they actually took out, yeah. because we can speculate that. Uh, Protecting, you know, the Dornish folk going up to King's Landing. Did she send Yara's entire fleet with them? And the whole Dornish fleet? Like, did she send everyone? Because if that's the case, that's a pretty big hit. You've literally lost I half of your no Westeros Dornish ships and all that. So, well, but it's strictly know, um, And there's a possibility that some of the men of the Reach are going to not fight for her now, too. So, like, her southern army's pretty much fucked. Yeah. I was going to say, with having uh, those two captives, they obviously they're going to be tortured. Yeah. But having them captive, if they don't kill them, is that going to keep uh, Dorn out of the fold? Gonna, yeah. They'll keep Dorn. I don't That's know. true. I don't know well, how Dornishmen act in this can. I don't know. I it's don't know true. What because that is. I would think that Dorn would still, uh, you know, host with Danny because Unbound on what, the are, what are their chances on their own? Like, yeah. if Dorn wants to. You know, retake uh, Obara and Obara's daughter, or you know, you know what I'm talking about. If Obara, if, yeah. if if Dorn wants to retake them, their chances are still better with Danny. I feel. No, they're and not getting I, them back. The end. They're not getting them back, but no. uh, I, I think their chances are still better if they stay with Danny's host. But I don't know if they're going to do that well, because they, who would yeah, be? Well, they realize that. Yeah. yeah. Who's going to be the voice of Dorn? Yeah, because there's nobody fucking left because everybody's killed each other in Dorne. Yeah. So I I think the scene overall the so the the chore the choreography on the fighting I felt was uh, pretty good. I I, I enjoy <clears throat> you know ship to ship battles a lot because you have you know all the moving pieces. You have the planks that are being put down and the charging forces, and it's just it's a very brutal scene. Plus, it really captured how, which I think it was too much. But I think it captured how, you know, brutal that Euron is in combat. And, yeah. you know, it really hammers home the thug part that I talked about last episode where he's, like, just a thug. But he's a really strong thug. Like, you're not taking that dude down single-handed unless you're a main character. So What uh, what the fuck were the giant fireballs Euron's? I was about to ask that. Yeah, I agree. Like, it, it's the warlocks from Karth slinging fireballs. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like... The trajectory on those things. Well, it was, was super weird. Re really straight and really low. Yeah, it was like, like yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it's it was like a cannon. Balls because actual like fire. Like they're I don't wanna know. I just Yeah, it just it happened. Let's it, just not get it. Can't angry. be ballista, it yeah. can't be catapult. They they acted like ballista shots, like flaming bolts. Yeah, they did. Yes, it's a giant yes. rock hurler that shoots straight line. Yes, and and that's what I think. I don't think it's I don't it's think a, it's anything special. I think it was just crack. kept hidden, and it's just a good you know weapon to like initiate the scene. So I think that's how. You're, it like you're I don't think that's here's, here's the real question, Jordan. Is that a weapon to surpass Metal Gear? God damn it. <laughs> This is not Metal Gear podcast. <laughs> yeah, but it's a good meme. 
right. So right. thoughts on the episode? Rate it. Yeah. What do we yeah. do? Um, one through so, five. So give us a one out of five. We'll go around and then your who's who's the next person to die? Who's the, the first person you see dying soon? If it's not Tyne. Let's do this not Tyne, because I think everybody agrees that Tyne's done first. All right. Uh, um, well, so I the, disagree. Uh, I think Yara will die before that. Well, either one of them. Blake, give us, give us, uh, give us the lowdown, like your, who you think will die, uh, and what any I other speculation next, you got. I think the next person we'll see die will be a no-name character of no significance. God damn it, Blake. <laughs> All right. Good, um, good. What do you think about the episode? Uh, 3.5 out of 5. The pacing is still real weird. Otherwise, it's a solid episode. I imagine that because there are only seven episodes this season, the uh, whole season is going to have some very odd pacing issues about it. Yeah, the it's going to be streamlined a lot. It's going to be quick. For um, sure. And for like a serious answer on the next person to die i think it might be one of the people that the hound is traveling with like that's thoros of mir and uh yeah. how, how quickly um but we see him wielding the flaming sword in the preview uh, so i think i don't know i think gray worm yeah uh i can i see that he's about to storm casterly rock well, see, the thing is, if Beric Dondarrion dies, he's just going to come back. So that's like as safe a bet as I can. <laughs> Trey, what do you think of yeah. the episode itself? 4.2 out of 5. Uh, Same rating as last time. I'll give oh, it a 4. It. Yeah. Was it? I'll give it a 4.4. 4. You don't have to change it. It's all right. I'll give it a 4.4. 4. 4. give it a 4.20? Uh, <laughs> no. Smoke weed every no. day. No. Um... Yeah, no, and as the next person I think that will die, I think Yara is just, she's there in immediate danger. She's going to die next. Yeah. But I do like, I think Grey Worm will die soon, uh, which sucks. Obviously, everybody don't want that. And, you know, him and Masande are, like, getting closer, and everybody wants that. Uh, and so the people get what they want. But then George, typical uh, George fashion, I think he's going to get ripped away. So, you know. He has fear now. Ripped and... away like a sweeter. Yeah, bad joke. Rip. Yep. Wow. <laughs> so I give the episode uh, a three point two. I I was not a huge fan of this episode because there were, you know, quite a few unnecessary scenes in my opinion. Uh, again, the pacing, like Blake said, is just it's it's real weird. This seven yeah. episode crunch is real weird. They have to do so much in such a short time. Uh, that they're pushing a lot of the they're everything's just going too fast right and so a, a big reason this season feels so different for me is one because of the pacing and two because honestly what what a, a lot of what we're getting bogged down with I feel is we've we've narrowed the cast to so many significant characters that now the the deaths and the action, while the action is good, the action is going to come so fast that it's going to lose a lot of its value. Whereas you take something like the Battle of the Bastards or the Siege at King's Landing whenever Stannis attacked, those were huge battles. Those were built up so many episodes, right? But now these, like, 
these momentous scenes and these epic scenes that are supposed to be, uh, you know, super important and portrayed and, you know, in, in an epic fashion, they're just going to be, you know, it's just like, oh, okay, now this is happening. What with her, the fleet being attacked? Like, oh, now this is happening. You know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't anything built up to, but uh, I, I still have high hopes for the season. You know, I hope it does like, just because we're in the early bits, I think it needs mm-hmm. to be rushed a little bit so we can get into it. But I, I think, or I hope that the pacing will work itself out. Uh, as far as the next character, I absolutely agree with Trent. Now that Grey Worm's story has concluded almost, you know, the, the sexual tension between him and Masande, you know, it's finally, you know, come to a climax, either, even though. Mm-hmm. Even though uh, he hasn't. Yes, even though he never came to a climax, ultimately their relationship has gotten to that point where they are as happily ever after as they're going to get. Yeah. And now that you've built up this relationship and they're a fan favorite, you're going to tear them away. Taking a jackhammer to it. Yes, because yeah. the you know they're going to attack Casterly Rock. A main character has to die on Danny's side. It's inevitable. You mm. cannot keep the cast of that many important characters without taking a few away to hammer home the losses that they're going to suffer. So, I agree. Grey Worm is next. I just want to say real quick that so far, this season feels like the opposite of season two. Because it felt like for the majority of season two, I was just like, Jesus Christ, could something happen already? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. Well, if you look at if you look at season two, the that's centered around the most it kind of feels that way in the book as well yeah there's some more in the book i think to be fair that i think there's some good details with john and Arya that we don't get in the show that make the book more interesting but yeah zach what'd you think um well i said gray worm already um so four wasn't bad i really liked that you're on isn't just your everyday thug on the streets, walking around in a designer jacket. I think you mean around. everyday thug on the seas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's solid. I'm glad that Euron's not a bitch, like he was kind of being portrayed as. Yeah, he's definitely I didn't, ex- I didn't expect that, though, because everybody said, compared to Joffrey, we're going to hate Euron, so, or Ramsey, uh, that Euron's going to be worse than them two combined times a few. So, yeah. We will see. Yeah. People hated Ramsey. <laughs> and I loved him. I thought he was great. <laughs> he was a, he was I like I like the character. Like the actor. Yeah. Like the actor. Yeah. yeah. He did a really good job as a guy who just loved his dad a little too much. It sucks because the people <laughs> that portrayed Joffrey and Ramsey did such a great job. It's like the act one and the act two villain, and then now the act three villain comes in. It's just portrayed so, so off from what the character initially is. Yeah, and then it's like a mix of Victorian and Euron. Yeah, they've both. kind of mixed the two together, which yeah. is cool. And, which would have been cool because Victorian's the fighter, so making Euron a good, like a great fighter, would have just added more to his character. But like, that's kind of all he is. Mm-hmm. But they, I feel that you know they had to make that compromise because you're introducing him so late. Yeah, with the crunch timeline, you have to, you have to make Euron that he's he is exactly what he needs to be. Yeah. I just wanted the Valerian steel armor and the. Yeah, I did too. So. I just wanted Silence to be there. I wanted him to be like when, when he well, pulled least, up on his boat, that. and then like I wanted us to find out about like what he is, and we haven't got that. Like, 
talking about he tortured and raped his little brothers, and he has a fucking set of plate armor made out of Valyrian steel that's probably worth more than a kingdom. <laughs> you know, like, and he yeah. possibly sold a dragon's egg to the faceless man. Like, the dude's like at one point one of the richest men in the world, and he's just fucking throwing it. Like he he doesn't care. He's chaotic as fuck. Yeah. Uh, before we end. And he has two uh, wizards from Karth as slaves in his ship. Before we end... That's I where the fireballs were coming oh. from. That's it. It was the warlocks from Karth. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jesus. Before we end, I want to know what subplot everyone's excited for. Personally, I'm excited for subplot number 38, what the hell <sighs> is up to. What, what? Subplots. Which one are you excited about? Number 38. The Hound. The Hound. I like the Hound, too. Um, I like the Hound with the Brotherhood. Since Sam's getting streamlined so much, I was excited to see Old Town, but we're not really getting any like, cool information like I thought we would from Old Town. Mm -hmm. Besides, here's, Dragon's here's Dragon Glass, and it's magical. Yeah, I agree about the Hound, because... Uh... I, I said it last episode as well, but, you know, they eventually have to pick a side because the Brotherhood Without Banners can't take on the Night King by themselves. So they eventually have to align with someone. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see who it'll be. I really hope the Hound ends up becoming the, the leader of the Brotherhood. I think that would be cool. Yeah. Which we talked about we went to a few, Yeah. We went to a couple of panels, yeah, and heard some real cool stuff about that, which it's in last episode, like you said. But, yeah, I agree with that. I'd like to see what's good, what, you know, how that plays out there and who that where they go, you know. How it ends up. Could the I'm hound... wondering though. They're he you know we're he they're heading north, right? So yeah. I'm wondering if they run into um, Tormund, <clears> or <throat> if they run into like some Starks. Who they run into first? Because Tormund's heading to Eastwatch by the Sea. Because mm -hmm. um, it's the closest to Hard Home. So. Um, Could we get a Hound Lady Stoneheart kind of mix, like where the Hound, maybe the Hound dies and Barrett gives up his life force and passes it on to the hound it could because you know like when Barrack dies and lady stoneheart comes in i'm not going to say who that is i don't want to get into that and spoil anybody on my books but you know she kind of becomes the next leader of the brotherhood could that be the could that be the same path for the hound to become the next leader of the brotherhood it could it could i don't i i can't even you know speculate yeah. or foresee how but it could be that way yeah All right, well, uh, you want to wrap this up? Yeah. Thanks for watching, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, appreciate right, you guys it. take care. <laughs> See you guys next week. Yeah. Um, yep, thanks for watching. Um, the link for iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, social media for everyone is all on the bottom. Um, anybody else have anything to say? Anything to add to that? Nope. Nope. We love you. Appreciate you watching the episode, though. Bearded Dragons out.